0: Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. I'm the voice who hacked into your TVs to tell you breakfast is important. Emma.
1: And I'm Mr. Simmons' son, wondering where all his flowers went from the crematorium. Connor, so what have we got coming up this week, Emma?
0: This week we will be discussing two weeks' worth of EastEnders from Ben's operation to important breakfasts. But first, a quick disclaimer. This episode of E20 is recorded during the pandemic. We are social distancing, with us recording from home over Skype. The characters we are about to talk about are now self-isolating. Kathy is getting the family together for breakfast because...
1: Breakfast is important.
0: Lola has decided with Lexi having a temperature, she would travel to Newcastle. Suki is furious as lockdown means Jean has her cardigan for another few months. Jean took the advice of self-isolation a bit too far and chucked her whole household out. They are now staying with Isaac. Scenes with the fictional characters we are about to talk about were recorded before the coronavirus. Here's the jingle. Dun 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 dun, 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 You ain't my mother. Yes, I am.
2: Get out of my pub. You need a
0: slapping den. You bitch. You cow. I'll get Hello, princess. Frank. stay in the fridge. Sausage surprise. Hope, Hope you enjoyed,
1: enjoyed the fireworks. Good night. So, what you been up to? Got any plans for this week? You have. I do yes it's my birthday Woo! and I know it's a few days away I know it's still about two two days away but Emma got me a card and I just can't wait I have to open it with her we always do this we give each other our gifts and stuff on the podcast it's sort of our thing so I'm going to open my card and so that you also get the reaction we're recording
2: it
0: I'm excited for him to see it.
2: <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs>
0: I feel like I've really built the card up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yes!
1: <laughs> the hype was real. Yes. The hype was worth it. <laughs> the card says, You deserve a raw birthday, unlike that bitch, Carol Baskin! <laughs>
2: And it's too exotic. <laughs> I saw a dagger I had to when I saw
0: it. I had to. I couldn't think of a better card. Thank like you, it's the best ever. <laughs>
1: now, I'm gonna read this because you know my grandma always criticises for not reading it. Enough. Oh yes. So, so we'll, I'll I'll read this carefully and slowly.
0: And I'll make you real uncomfortable by watching you read it.
1: Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> that adds to the...
0: That adds know, to the experience.
1: The experience, yeah. <laughs> so, in my best E20 fan fiction voice, to Connor, happy birthday! got <laughs> <a healing> <laughs> 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 you, <laughs> happy birthday! Have a lovely day!
2: Indoors, of course. Playing <laughs> that bitch, Carol basket. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Saw this card and had to get it for you. Oh, thank you so much. I look forward to getting back to normal with Costa catch-ups. Yes, God, I'm dying without me muckers. Oh, I just miss Costa so And I will give you your delayed birthday present of cookies and muffins. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Emma's been baking up an absolute storm and it's literally been torture for us because normally it should bake those things. I would have been able to get some when we, you know, like, pet up on the Monday.
0: (laughs) I know. And now I'm like, well, you know what? You're going to have special treat.
1: Yes. Well, you can just test (laughs)
0: everything. We can have like a banquet.
1: Could you imagine though if it's like we're in lockdown for like twenty years and you still bring them?
2: (laughs) They're like (laughs) mouldy. There you go, Connor. Happy, happy. They're ready now. (laughs) They're just
0: the way you like them. (laughs) You know what? You just take that little bit of green dust off there. Yeah, just blow it off. (laughs) Perfect. You know what? I could be someone knocking at your door and drop you off a little parcel.
1: Oh my god, I love it. It'd be like um you know like when people drop off things like Amazon and stuff, you just knock on the door really now. Do a runner. Do a runner to the (laughs) other side of the street and then tell everyone that I didn't pick it up because I wasn't in. So then you just take the package. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Classic.
1: Some experiences with delivery people.
0: So Connor has put his order in of which cookies and muffins and stuff he wants and it was all of them.
1: Yeah. So that's what he's going to (laughs) get. I am literally that greedy chef, you know, on like the contests, like um, MasterChef, where he's always like taking an extra spoonful. That's me. I'm (laughs) the one who's like, I'll have the whole thing. Thank you so much. That card is going to be up forever now.
2: It's going to be framed. It's
1: (laughs) going to be framed. I want to wake up every day and see Joe Exotic's face staring back at me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You could be his next husband if you like.
1: (gasps) Oh, no. Well, I don't mind if I get a To share the other ones, because actually that other one, the young one, was quite quite attractive. (laughs) Yeah, Travis, (laughs) prior to death, he he was attractive. (laughs) (laughs) I love how this podcast always just melts, melts down into madness. So before we go off even further (laughs) and just lose ourselves on our normal ramblings, um, we have a small little announcement about
0: voting so we are available to vote for in the british podcast awards listener's choice how exciting how exciting so in the little search bar you just need to type in e20 and then put your name in and your email and then they'll send you a little confirmation link you click on that and you vote for us it's pretty easy and we're just a bit like eurovision we were saying earlier
1: yeah we don't mind that we, we, we know we probably won't win. Like, let's be real. <laughs> Unless the stars align. But, <laughs> but having said that, we are like England on the Eurovision boards. We don't mind as long as we get on the other side of that, that <laughs> board. We don't mind. We don't need to win, guys. As what? long as we're not Inglebird Humperdinck, ah! we're fine. <laughs> It would mean the world to us if, if you could vote for us in the British Podcast Awards.
0: we will be so grateful for your vote. And anyone who has voted already, a big thank you. And we posted the link on Twitter the other day, but if you haven't seen it, it is BritishPodcastAwards.com slash vote. And that's where you can vote for us. And how exciting.
1: We don't mind where we end up, as long as it's on the other side of the board, as I say.
0: I'd rather be like Jade Ewan and Andrew Lloyd Webber than yes. Gemini.
1: Do you know how I'd like... I would prefer
0: to be. Save all your kisses for for me. Save Save all your your kisses kisses. for me. I mean,
1: it's day 20 if we don't sing. Come on. Mention Eurovision. We'll have to sing then. (laughs) But first, it's on with the roundup. She's so lucky. She's a star. But she lies, lies, lies to to
0: everyone.
1: And you know what they say, Peter hates liars.
0: Oh, we've got another one. Another one who another hates
1: liars. <laughs> another liar on the square. Another one who hates liars. I mean, come on, Peter, you hate liars, do you? You hate liars. Okay.
0: Interesting.
1: Interesting. But we'll come back to that. <laughs> we'll come back to that little moment because me and Emma are just about to dissect another very important moment in the Jola saga.
0: Oh yeah. I'm confused because <laughs> we, um, a couple of weeks ago when we done the roundup, said yeah. that Jay hired Peter at the funeral place because that's where Jay hires everyone and anyone. It yes. turns out he's now started hiring people everywhere that he works and he's hired Peter to work at the car lot. It's
1: funny, isn't it? Because I don't remember him asking Ben for that. No, I don't think it'd be like buddies, partners, silent partners love interests like <laughs> isn't that what they're going to be doing like <laughs> 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 just turned it all red water for a second there <laughs> i
2: noticed <laughs> <laughs> speaking of
1: acting inappropriately can we just talk about the fact that lola and jay were just getting like wild and freaky in the middle of their business
0: didn't even lock the door
1: yes uh, and the public We'll just walk straight in as well and come about them.
0: But then again, who locks their doors on the square? Not many people.
1: That's true. That's true. No one does. Phil's back door's always open.
0: Always open.
1: It's always open.
0: So Lola and Jay were obviously doing what Lola doing. Lola, she had everything on, her dress, her jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Peter walked in, right? And she acted like she had nothing on, the way she was trying. <laughs> I love you. Oh no! Not my jacket open. Oh. <laughs> you can have your jacket open. You can have your jacket closed. However you like it. You don't have to go. Oh, Peter's here. I must close. It was jacket. Like
1: it's got my eyes. Like, yeah. Everything. <laughs> Better get my lead-lined jacket back on. <laughs> 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 what is it with people and having, you know, their way in their businesses? It's so weird. How many times have you went to get a car and seen, like, you know, the salesperson, like, getting freaky, like, with their significant other? Never. How many times have you went to get a sandwich and just suddenly see Keegan, like, you know, plowing the field? How how often has that happened? Come on. Stretching the realism here a little bit. It's flipping crazy. Everyone's getting freaky. Something's in the water over there.
0: What next? Just on top of the Vic bar?
1: Exactly. what next Linda, just, Linda and Mick just decide they're going to have you know a game of how's your father like how's your father straight over the, the counter would you like a pipe with that as everything's going on like what's happening but I have to say it was very very insensitive of Peter to just storm in and interrupt that moment very insensitive
0: how dare he work there
1: how dare he work there
0: So Lola obviously shouts at him, because she always does now. Whenever she sees him, she suddenly becomes aggressive.
1: It's funny that, isn't it?
0: How is Jay not noticed?
1: (laughs) Bless his heart. He's just innocent.
0: So Peter and Lola have a very awkward moment. And when Peter leaves, Jay's confused. He still hasn't clicked that. Mm, They clearly hate each other. So this next bit doesn't make sense. Especially when she always just randomly shouts at him. And she's like, oh, well, I can find it in him about the abortion.
1: As you do, because, you know, like, when, when you don't really like someone, you just tell them your deepest, darkest secrets.
0: Classic. Classic. And he was yeah. like, it's not like you've lied.
1: Oh, Jay. Jay. In the immortal words of Eurasia, she needs to give you a little bit of respect. respect. <laughs> <to> <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Bless, bless. He's he's so kind, but he is very naive. I mean, come on, Lola's adultery is like shining bright here, (laughs) like a diamond.
0: (laughs) Shining bright like a diamond, (laughs) shining bright like a diamond.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so Lola's made it very obvious that that something's going on with her and Peter. Weirdly, also in that situation, what I found strange is that Peter then was like, okay, sorry, and then just leaves. But isn't he now working there? So why is he now leaving? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> first day of the job. I'll let you just, you know, you do what you're doing and now just head back home. Don't you worry. I know it's my first day, but you 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 use this place as your, you your personal option. <laughs> so weird. I'll have
0: the day off.
1: <laughs> when Peter leaves, he toddles off back home because obviously he doesn't need to work, really. Goes back home to just chill around the Beals. And Lola decides she's just going to storm in. They don't lock the doors here either.
0: If Peter's just ran off, and now Lola and Jay are talking, surely that means Lola ran off quite quickly too to catch up with Peter. Yes. Surely Jay would have noticed that.
1: Yes, you would expect.
0: And, no respect, just barges into the house.
1: Yes, I mean, come on.
0: It might be because she's living at Phil's, so she just goes, yeah, everyone's back door's open.
1: Yeah, she's gotten used to that. She's gotten used to that. I I think that's probably it. So they have a little bit of a... a tete-a-tete, a a little bit of a a discussion where essentially Lola says, You don't do that (laughs) again! But not like Haley and, um, and in less words, she basically just says, are you trying to, like, expose the secret? Are you trying to tell Jay? And he's like, no, I'm not trying to tell Jay, but I will if he asks. Okay, well, he's definitely going to ask if you make it very obvious, Peter. I mean, it's just all weird. I don't get what Peter's doing.
0: But Lola doesn't like stirrers.
1: Criminals, crooks, liars, thieves, murderers. She doesn't mind any of them. They're all right, people. Some of them could be really decent folk, but stirrers. Blummin' stirrers. I hate stirrers.
0: I love that she doesn't mind that the Panizzars once kidnapped her, but they're all right. I just okay, don't like stirrers.
1: Emma, a lot of things have happened since then. A lot of things have happened since then. And that's that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I came back to take all of Phil's money and businesses. But you know what? The worst thing is, the worst thing is
2: stirrers
1: stir us the worst oh also when you mention that storyline say so, what say so anyone, what's so <laughs> seen that storyline
2: hello hello
1: say so what's seen that miss no okay whilst well, we got this revelation that lola hates stir us, peter has a a confession of his own
0: well Dotty would be proud this might be why she was going for him it's destiny destiny he, he hates liars
1: he hates liars
0: he hates liars i mean the irony Again,
1: I don't think that I don't, the irony is just, just unreal. His dad is like a pathological liar to begin with, even before the Lucy stuff. Lions in Peter's blood, his grandma's a liar. <laughs> I don't forget, Kathy. I don't forget. <laughs> can we just skip back like a little bit of time to when Peter was like, Don't worry, I won't tell him. About Bobby taking drugs and almost dying, but hates liars.
0: Peter, who is currently keeping the secret that he slept with Lola, hates liars. I
1: mean, but that's a live emission, Emma. Is that not different?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll have to ask Dottie. It might be okay, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah she's the perfect
0: gauge.
1: Yeah. She's the lie barometer, isn't she? i have just like,
0: throw well, a text now.
1: Yeah, get her No, send her a voicemail.
0: I'll send her a voicemail so in the future she still has it if she needs it. Yeah. For important storylines.
1: And and, and make sure to, to scream and shout about how Ian's Ian's done it. Ian's it's all right. Ian's fault. Just just so that, that gets in there.
0: Right, okay. Yeah.
1: I mean he may also break our phone, but you know.
0: Do you need we'll us to, to mention board. Bobby being too young or
1: Yeah, yeah, throw that in too. Throw right.
0: that in too. Okay, so just yeah. that slight age difference there of two Yeah. Maximum years, probably just a year. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> Anyone got any requests while I voicemail Dotty
1: <laughs> And then just say, love you, lots of love. <laughs> <laughs> just to let I know we're thinking about these these difficult times. Good shout. So, Peter's excuse for lying apparently is just that he's drunk. <laughs> he's, he was drunk. That's fine. Adultery, lying, it's all because he was drunk. That's fine. Why, washes everything then, doesn't it? That explains everything. Firstly, why were you drinking when you were working behind a bar? I mean, I expect maybe your bar staff to have like one or two. But to see you were drunk, <laughs> it's a little bit different, isn't it?
0: And did he ever say that he was going off his shift? He like just left?
1: Yes, he just walked out with Lola. I, I mean, I love how he say, oh, I was drunk. Listen, love, we know that that's garbage. You were definitely conscious and cognitive enough to make those choices. Yes. And they were choices, Peter. They were choices.
0: But don't forget, Peter.
1: No, we're going to remember this, PT. Peter. We're going to remember this forever.
0: But I think we should we should move on slightly to something very important. Oh, what could be more important than Peter? Well, the next day, or a few days later, I'm not entirely sure, Time doesn't exist in extent it, you, know, yes. you know we have this conversation all the time. Does time Every... exist? <laughs> Kathy was getting everyone together for an important breakfast.
1: <laughs> Sorry, what was that again, Emma?
0: <laughs> Come on, this breakfast is important. Oh, this breakfast is important. Right, just... <laughs> I mean, if it's,
1: it, it's, it, just in case no one caught that line, how important breakfast was. Uh, breakfast is important. Breakfast <laughs> is important.
0: Why would they put that, <laughs> that line in there? This is my favourite thing ever. I love it. I'm obsessed with it.
1: I've got two favourite things now from EastEnders history. One is, how's Adam? Oh, yes. That is always legendary.
0: Always. And this is how joining
1: and now this is on par with House Adam. I have no idea why they chose that line to dub in.
0: I feel like they could have just left it out. It wasn't. <laughs> I I know what they say: breakfast is important. Uh, come on, this breakfast is important. But this line was not important.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly the irony.
0: Surely you would hear that back and go, ah, oh, it sounds a bit different to everything else. Yeah. <laughs> I got a fright. It came on and I was like. <gasps> oh, my God, Kathy's hacked into my iPad and she (laughs) said, this breakfast is important.
1: (laughs) Do you know what just reminded me of? Do you remember when everyone was doing those Gemma Collins memes where they did, they typed in, I'm claustrophobic, Darren. (laughs) Yeah. Like, into Google Translate. (laughs) I'm claustrophobic, Darren. Like, uh, you know, like all of that. I don't know what accent or language (laughs) that was, but you all know I can't do impressions, so, you know. (laughs) And and that's what it gave us. It was like, breakfast is important. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, is Laura taken over Cathy? Is this cyber revolution occurring?
0: I feel like that is what it is. And actually, next week, she's going to go, B&Q is important (laughs) if you want a burger.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right. And then the week after, Geordie Whittaker appears, and everyone thinks, well, who's this? And... She just says um, something Smith and they all think, oh, it's just someone new to the square. <laughs> Little do they realise she's the doctor on the square. The doctor. <gasps> the doctor. We well, haven't had a doctor for a while on the square.
0: And actually, sure. all the different Peters and Ben's and Bobby's and all sorts have actually just been like the doctor. Yes. And just regenerated. Regener-
1: maybe Peter's the master. You know how so masters regeneration send him loopy.
2: There like, go. maybe
1: that's why That's why Peter's had a personality transplant. He's changed his face and now he's also crazy. <laughs> there you go there you go he's liars but it's you know completely and utterly a liar and an adulterer that stance is the craziest stance you could ever take
0: come on this breakfast is important is iconic i just loved it because it was like normal kathy just speaking about yeah the mitchells and that she was in and then all of a sudden it was like, where's this voice coming from? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: voice of God's coming through. He sent us.
0: I love that you could tell it was done over, like, Zoom or a phone or something like that. I
2: know. Oh, it's just perfect. It's just
1: perfect. You know, when they were saying, like, obviously we're going to have to stop stop the episodes in June because, you know, some of them aren't as high quality. Uh, we haven't had the time. Maybe that was one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it should have been around May rather than June.
0: <laughs> I'm really hoping that the rest of the few weeks that we've got coming have oh. moments like that in because that made Not my perfect. night.
1: Perfect moment. Perfect.
0: <laughs> well, you know what, Connor? The breakfast was so important, as we heard, that none of them had it.
1: Can we just also talk about the choice of breakfast? Because. <laughs> I've noticed something in these stenters recently. Every time they want to discuss something really dark and inappropriate, they do it over a breakfast. That's true. Like, Lola's abortion. Yeah, I've got my abortion day. Remember that, Jay? As he's eating his cornflakes. Okay, okay, maybe that's that's reasonable. This one, though, this important breakfast that no one ate, like, was going to
0: discuss <laughs> Lucy being murdered by Bobby. I love the way they're setting it up. It this breakfast is important. Oh, let's all sit down together. Bobby's like, we'll talk as he sat in front of a picture of Lucy, who he killed. I
1: might as well just put her on the chair. Might as well just put her portrait on the, the next to him. And
0: yet, everyone other than Peter was quite cheery.
1: Yes, it's so, it's
0: so weird. Let's talk about Lucy's death. It's like a musical. Oh, yeah. They should do a musical
1: version. It's so compatible, isn't it? Why are you rowing everyone's
2: life? (laughs) You see? Clunk!
0: (laughs) Oh, Oh my my (laughs) gosh. And now we'll have an important breakfast.
1: (laughs) If anyone else thinks that, um, that should be a play. (laughs) We are always eager to, you know, expand our horizons and expand on our repertoire.
0: He stands like, as the musical.
1: <laughs> stand as the musical. Who killed Lucy? Who, who
2: killed, killed her? her? Who, 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 who? killed her? her? Who, 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 who? I killed <laughs> like <I> killed Lucy. <laughs> Sing it for <Bobby>. me. Sing it <laughs> I killed mom <laughs> like I killed Lucy <laughs>
1: <laughs> If you want to buy that soundtrack, it will be available on iTunes come December. <laughs> Christmas special
2: musical. Go.
0: We had banded E twenty.
1: Christmas special this yeah Who Killed Lucy the Musical? <laughs> I could that happen, that has to happen now. <laughs> I love how we always like completely go off track and just express our insanity all over this podcast. Um, I think it's beautiful. But back on track, no one ate breakfast. So Peter was obviously hungry and stormed off over to Cathy's cafe for a, a, a light bit of You know, bad manners and and breakfast.
0: There's nothing like saying, you know what, Grandma, I don't want your breakfast. So goes to a cafe where it's pretty much her breakfast.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking there's not going to be a lot of difference. (laughs) Maybe slight variation because of who's cooking it. But, like, only slight because it's all her recipes. And he storms in, doesn't he? And, unfortunately... There's Lola. I mean, why do they always seem to be in the exact same places at the exact I same time? do. But things are a little bit rocky for Peter and Lola. I mean, who can blame Lola for being a bit angry when she charges straight into Peter and then demands he apologise? Standard. It was very odd. Like, she literally crashes into him, and then she goes, oh, don't you have any manners? It's like, well, you're the one who's just crashed into him. Okay, Lola.
0: Why should he apologise for something you've done? I
1: think both of them should apologise for something they've both done. 2J. So, after this, he explains that, you know, he's not feeling great. He's, he's, you know, a bit upset. A bit upset because, you know, what day is it? Oh, it's just that little day, you know, of the year when Lucy died.
0: Don't worry, there'll be a musical to remind you all soon.
1: Yeah, come Christmas.
0: But Lola said it was a very long time ago. Sorry, I should have remembered, but, you know, it's a long time ago.
1: Yeah, it's hard to remember these things, isn't it? I mean, was it Lucy or was it Heather or was it... You know, there's lots of people who'd be murdered on this square. Too many to keep count. Too many. (laughs) I love Lola's compassion in that moment. Oh, yeah, sorry, is that the day? Oh, sorry. I'll get get you a box of chocolates, yeah? So, Peter, furious with Lola, forgetting. So then he storms off to the car lot because, you know, when you're really... Really distraught. You don't eat your breakfast twice and then you go to your place of employment to pour out your emotional
0: grief. So Lola obviously follows him there because why wouldn't you? Yes.
1: This is EastEnders.
0: She follows him everywhere so here she is again.
1: Yeah. But she's brought sweets this time oh, because yes. as she says, Lexi, Lexi thinks that sweets fix everything. That's probably why she's always ill, Lola. (laughs) One minute she's like, oh, Lexi's got a temperature. Next minute she's like, have some chocolate, sweetheart. (laughs) Yes, your medicine. It's just like a spoonful of sugar.
0: A spoonful Spoonful of sugar sugar makes the medicine go down.
1: But instead, she's just giving her the sugar. She's not giving her the medicine. (laughs) (laughs) But sweets seem to do the trick. Because they sweeten Pete up. And they start warming to each other again and they start chatting don't they
0: well, reminiscing yeah they have some happy memories happy memories to talk about like the time ian wasn't around so lucy had to take over all the businesses i don't remember lucy being happy at that time
1: <laughs> no that was a great happy memory great
0: yeah, happy great memories. happy memory and uh wasn't that when ian was homeless
1: oh yeah yeah happy memory happy so, memory.
0: yeah yeah not a great time for the beals and yeah. uh That happy memory that Lola loves Lola really holds dear to her heart when she was sacked and um, Lucy rang the police on her (laughs) Good times
2: What good times? Good times
0: Friendship never ends (laughs) (laughs) I want to know when Lola and Lucy were friends to have these happy memories because I don't remember Lucy liking Lola (laughs)
1: Well, I think it's probably around the same time that Jay and Peter were friends.
0: Ah, yes. Yeah. (laughs) That makes total sense. (laughs) So these happy memories bring them together and they hold hands. I was like, don't you dare. You (laughs) dare again. (laughs) So it cuts there and we're thinking, oh, no.
1: That's it. They're going to have another another session, another PT session.
0: And Jay and Peter then are seen celebrating in the Vic after a successful day of eating sweets at work.
1: Yeah, oh! well, was a successful day. Not eating breakfast, having a row, eating sweets, and then reminiscing about happy times with, with Lucy. That never happened. Yeah, successful. I would, I would mark that as successful. Peter's done a lot on that day.
0: So Jay goes to the toilet and Lola wants to speak to Peter again because, you know, they haven't had enough chatting to do.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, who also doesn't like to just air their dirty laundry right in the middle of public?
0: Exactly, she hadn't done that yet. So, Lola's like, "I want to make it work with Jay," and Peter goes, "Don't worry, I won't tell anyone because you know he hates liars." But, well, just, he hates keep lies, but just keep that life. to himself, yeah. But Ben, oh, he notices. He notices that little hand holding. He's onto something. Duh. Yeah. Du, du, du,
1: du, 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 du. So as Jean should be taking up her new hobby of piano playing. She's instead be making prank calls. She's <laughs> such a mischievous little thing, isn't she? <laughs> I mean it was only forty six times. Only. 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 Only forty six. Yeah. Um I think something's not quite right with Jean. Does that seem seem accurate or am I just overreacting? Like something's not quite right with Jean, is it?
0: So we left off with Kush druggin'er soup. Perfect. And now we're fast forwarded. I'm assuming because you know, remember, no sense of time.
1: No, time. no time. Time doesn't exist. Time is an illusion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the police are around because Jean has been calling about Whitney, and her yeah. being missing. But also when she was back, still <laughs> calling them.
1: Someone I to tell them she was missing, Emma.
0: No, no, no. Whitney was staying with a friend. No, she wasn't. And she was missing. I'm telling you, she's missing. She was doing an escape room with a uh, friend, Michaela.
1: I still think she's missing. I'm gonna I'm just gonna phone the police, just gonna say. Uh, yeah. Yes, police. Police. I wanna report missing person. It's my daughter, Stacey. I mean Whitney <laughs> I mean come on, how is no one noticing?
0: I love how you actually How's... picked up your phone though.
1: <laughs> I don't I method how is no one been noticing all of this that's been going on how is no one been noticing cuz only just noticed the other week and instead of doing the rational thing which is you know call a doctor or ask some advice from like you know 111 or something um he instead decides let's drug our soup
0: i like that gene's concerned about whitney though in a way not the nuisance calls that's a bit too far yeah. but She's the only one that when all this was happening to Whitney thought the police really should be involved.
1: Yeah. But instead everyone made her look like a fool. Oh, they all made her look like a fool! <laughs> I'm living for like Tyrant Jean by the way. I am just getting my absolute life. She just storms around, shouts at people. She's just making prank calls to the police. I'm living for this.
0: So Shirley gets annoyed because Kush is talking about her as if she's not there.
1: Yes, which is a bit weird. <laughs> that's not going to help your case when you're like, well, Jean, you should re taking your tablets. Why would she listen to you when you've been basically treating her as if she's a, a ghost?
0: And they make Jean like, more confused in a way because they're saying, well, no, Whitney was staying with a friend. And she's like, well, she wasn't, which is fair because yes, she, she wasn't. wasn't.
1: Well, I don't know. She was, but she also wasn't. Well, yeah, that's true. Because Michaela loved her. But, but she hated, hated her. her. She understood her, But she didn't. But she thought she was a liar. You see, uh, it, it's very simple once you start thinking about it like that's that.
0: That's where it all got a bit funny. I think Jean heard half of the story and Cush heard the mm. other half and then they just can't really piece it together.
1: Yeah, see, that makes If she'd spoke to Michaela, she would have understood. It's very simple. <laughs> Whitney is both her best friend. The
0: person and her enemy.
1: And it... her enemy. Yeah. I mean, I'm, she... I'm
0: not surprised. I'm not surprised by this now. Hmm.
1: Yeah, so it makes all the sense. Makes all the sense. When it's explained to you like that. So naturally, Jean, feeling like everyone's taking a make out of her, treating her like, as she says, a (laughs) fool, she charges out to go have lunch with Shirley. Where to begin with this lunch? Firstly, living, living for Shirley having to try and control Jean, who was like, I said I'll have to check, please. God, the service right here is terrible. Her it's been like,
0: half an hour since I last asked. And Shirley's yeah. like, we haven't even been here half an hour.
1: <laughs> I mean, even Shirley's confused by the time in Albert <laughs> Square, clearly. Like, she's like, what are you talking about? We've been here for three days. <laughs>
0: I'm going to miss vampire yoga.
1: <laughs> I mean, poor Habiba's <laughs> like running around with a tray full of drinks and everything. She's not having any of it though. She's like, I want you over here. Give me my bill. And then she sees Whitney.
2: Oh,
0: She always gets what she wants.
1: She always gets what she wants, doesn't she?
0: I have to say, I don't think Whitney has ever really got what she wanted.
1: No, Whitney has always got nothing but what anyone else wanted. Like, they just used Whitney for whatever they wanted. But poor poor Jean is in her own head at the minute. She's lost in confusion and, uh, you know, is screaming about how Whitney's lying! Habiba's like, can you keep it down, please? Uh, <laughs> Shirley's like, shut up, you! <laughs> I just love Shirley. <laughs> I just love my Habiba's like, this like, downtrodden weight stuff. Like, uh, I'll, I'll be there with her. You might better. We'll be here for three days. <laughs> but I also love it because it gave her like this little, well, so obviously the Whitney stuff was a bit mad. It did give us some cool, funny moments with Jean and Grey, didn't it? Yes.
0: I was like, come on, Shirley and Jean just oh, laid into him.
1: Fab. I love when she just goes, You're a rubbish solicitor,
0: you <laughs> Oh, so the solicitor speaks. <laughs> rubbish at his job.
2: Yeah, I love that.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised Grey didn't start crying. Like it's a very like <laughs> playground
2: esque, isn't it?
0: And then Gray was like, you've got to keep her in check. Shirley, oh, Love this. She's not an animal. Women should be treated with respect.
2: Yeah! Yes! Yeah!
1: Yeah! <laughs> I think everyone who was watching this was like, yeah, go on, go on, get him, Shirley. Go on. Punch him, punch him, Shirley. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't mess with Shirley. Yeah, no, I love
1: her. I love, well, she's my mum, so I have to love her. Um, <laughs> she really is. She really is, guys, honestly. I'll show you this one day a picture, but she is my mum. Please um,
0: skip ahead? To Jean buying half price Easter bargains, like loads of Easter eggs.
2: Yeah.
0: And I'm confused of time again because the other week I assumed it was Easter because of all the Easter stuff they were doing, but it might have just been the yeah. run up. Fair enough. But Tra- if you've got an Easter bar. Easter? have a store. Easter? You have an Easter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so <laughs> that old man off the growth Dibley You know the gay <laughs> one.
2: <laughs> well I <laughs> Well Easter <laughs> oh,
0: the one who goes two pieces of toast.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. He was doing that voice where it was you know it's at like the Christmas special, he has to he decides he's gonna put on a voice. Yeah.
0: So if you've got Easter bargains—you've most likely have gone on the Monday for yes. them, haven't you? Because that's when they kind of start. Yes. And we've obviously seen the kids having loads of Easter eggs and celebrating Easter. But if this is the day Lucy died, wouldn't that be Good Friday?
1: Exactly. I think what we've got here, Emma. Now bear with me. But I think we might have a bit of a unsolved mystery of Walford. Yay! <laughs> I think we need to get to the bottom of this because i think there's a bit of consistency issues around that that
0: little <laughs> bit i genuinely cannot wait to start the unsolved mysteries of walford i have to say though if it is good friday and she's already getting bargains i'm moving to walford
1: so am i well maybe not at the minute because that would be break a lockdown but it would be yes. uh, yeah yeah <laughs> some people go to durham i'll
2: go to <laughs> walford <laughs> 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 well Mo wasn't isolating
1: <laughs> <laughs> so after getting the easter eggs um and causing a time discrepancy that has puzzled me and emma and will result in a, a mystery of warfare being solved hopefully she decided she's going to do a
0: bit of piano lessons yay quest. do you think derek's Cush- there to be teaching her
1: I hope he is. Even if it's just in spirit. Bring me sunshine. Mm -hmm. That's the only music I want to hear. It's the backing tracks to these scenes.
0: I want, you know, when I have to do lockdown episodes and they're they're probably going to have to do two-handers because you can't really have too many people. I want to see Jean and Derek. They'll have to be on probably separate pianos as well. Doing a duet of Bring Me Sunshine. I love that. So Shirley wants to know what is up with Jean because she's been with her for a day and she's thinking... She's not herself.
1: Took you long enough to notice, Shirley.
0: Well, that's what she says to Kush. She's like, how did it took you so long to realise? And Kush is like, I thought she was grieving.
1: Yeah, because naturally people go through a state of mania when they're grieving, aren't they? Like, (laughs) naturally everyone goes out and buys Easter eggs.
0: So Kush tries to get Shirley involved in his little tampering of her food.
1: Yeah, nothing like a bit of, like, topping up, as, as Shirley says, just topping her up.
0: Shirley gracefully accepts... And starts crushing those tablets.
1: <laughs> Can I just say, what in any universe made them think that they had the knowledge and the skills to know precisely how much medication they should mm-hmm. be giving her? And then to also cry to, like, it's crazy. Also, since she's been off her meds for quite some time, she will not be used to her regular dosage anymore. She'll have to work yeah. her way back up. And also, they don't a, know
0: how scandal. many times a day or when about, yeah. and is it with food? Is it not with food? Like,
1: yeah. And then they're just like, "Well, we'll just top it up."
0: They're kind of thinking, "Oh, cause she hasn't took any, we'll give her more."
1: Yeah, it's not. It just, it doesn't work like that. But naturally, when you spike someone's food and drinks with way too much, way too much drugs.
0: Jean ends up not feeling too well, does Shema? Jean's not feeling well at all and uh, she's she's been sick. As you would when yeah. people have been tampering with your food.
1: I mean, like, I couldn't tell whether they were actually giving her more than what her normal dosage is. Like, I presume that's what they were saying because she was like, well, she's behind, so let's yeah, top her Yeah, that's up.
0: what it felt like to and me.
1: That is crazy. Because that's like, she's also already probably not used to her normal dosage. But you're now up in it even higher. They would not she's nearly vomiting and passing out.
0: So with Jean not being herself and them obviously drugging her, Kush is like, yeah, but I still need to go to work because I'm the one providing for this household even though I'm not even part of this family.
1: Yeah, and every other Slater has vanished. Yeah.
0: And Shirley's like, yeah, but I need to go to work because... As you've probably guessed, Phil isn't an understanding boss. What do you do, Shirley?
1: <laughs> what do you do? Like, me and I had a long discussion about this before this <laughs> recording. What does Shirley do for Phil exactly?
0: We've come up her. with a few things. We do love yes. her. But we think, well, we've seen her sit in the archers. That's Provide one. a little
1: bit of moral support for Dottie. Yeah. And then we've we've seen her. Not find Callum.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We've seen her get
1: a gun for Phil.
0: See, that's the kind of thing she does for Phil. It's things you don't ever see, but yeah. she says she's done. So is she, she actually doing them? Is she really doing them? And we see her every now and then in the Vic. She tends to run off, though, because she's got a job for Phil.
1: Yeah, a job she doesn't do. She'll occasionally pull a pipe and then she'll be like, right, off I'm going. I just see her lingering around these places. That's what she did. That's her job. Lingerer.
0: Ah, lingera. okay.
1: Professional lingerer.
0: I love that. It's a good excuse that. to get out of things, though. I think to get out of things, she just uses the whole, ah, oh, got to do a job for Phil. Because no one's going to ask yeah. Phil, are they? Because everyone's scared of Phil. So they're not going to go, I think, is Shirley doing a job for you?
1: I think she didn't even have to go to Spain. I think she was just like, oh, fancy a holiday. I do. I fancy a holiday. But Mick will kick off if I say, like, I'm just going to Spain. Maybe I'll just say I've got a job to do. Save Tina What's come.
0: That was the bit when she invited Tina. I was like, you're going on holiday, aren't yeah, you?
1: This is a holiday for you.
0: And I like to think, well, Phil is kind of an understanding boss because Shirley once shot Phil and now they're like best friends.
1: Don't you become best friends with the person who almost attempted to murder you?
0: So why did Stacy not just
1: stay? Look at how it could turn out. Exactly. Stacey could be best mates with Phil. But you know what other job? What other job Shirley's got? Jean's minder.
0: Oh, yeah, well, she lost the argument. Cush is off to work. She's not off yeah, to work. Yeah, just leaving. They're going to plan to go shopping together. Jean doesn't want to go with Shirley because she's in an angry mood with her. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they will be going together.
1: I do love it. Who needs to actually plan like where they're going? Like, I never go... Let's plan which shops we're specifically going to.
0: Oh, yeah, I'll plan like I'm going to town, but I wouldn't say we're going specifically to these shops. We'll probably just go yeah. to what I've wanted for fancy.
1: If you needed something specific, like maybe you'd be like, right, well, I've just got to go to a top shop or something. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm not like, I'm going to go here, 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 and here. This is the blueprint. <laughs> Don't straight off it.
0: It felt like the warehouse thing uh-huh, that Phil yeah. was giving Ben, didn't it? But shops. Yeah we will maybe be going, going to the here same place. <laughs> yeah. maybe that's the top that
1: Phil's got for Shirley <laughs> she's going to light her around the
0: warehouse kill two birds with one stone I'll go do yes. that and shop at the same time it's a close
1: warehouse perfect <laughs> Jean can get a cardigan Shirley can light
0: her <laughs> I loved Jean's list she wanted leggings, tops cardigans and a nice summer jacket that was my plan last year I went out to get a nice summer jacket Nice denim one. Got a lovely one from Hollister. Don't really think that's Jean's vibe, but if she she wants to go there and try it out, you know. Just here, offering my support.
1: <laughs> this is Emma's podcast on how to dress better. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that a summer coat's going to really be worth it now, Jean.
0: <laughs> I know. She Not had, when
1: lockdown's just around the corner for you.
0: <laughs> she had high hopes like us all. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. 2020 has come for you.
0: Cardigans, technically, we'll find out later, she's now got a new one, really. If she sure. doesn't give it back.
1: Well, she won't want so <laughs> Maybe this was fate. Maybe this was fate.
0: So then Tina walks in and news travels. She finds out they're going shopping from Kush and Jean's like, right, bad enough. Done with this. So sick of these two. Constantly... Minding me and checking up on where I'm going, and she walks through the cafe door to, "Who are you?" Who, 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 who. That's what I felt
2: like.
1: I mean, I know, like obviously without the lyrics, but it did definitely sound like Miami's intros, CSI Miami's intro, didn't it? I was just like, "What's happening?" It's like do
0: do do. It's I was I felt, like, it definitely felt like that one
1: didn't it I was like sorry is some bloke gonna just show up with his sunglasses put them on <laughs> and then like say a quippy remark and then suddenly we're just gonna be like catapulted across the Everglades like what was that what was that soundtrack it's nearly as bad as the Isaac like it's <laughs> you know, like sad piano music
0: Maybe Derek right. got really adventurous on the piano and created it.
2: <laughs> Could just start doing some of the who?
0: <laughs> who are you? <laughs> oh,
1: oh. <laughs> like, what was that music? It did not give a state of delirium if that's what it was going for. It just made me very confused.
2: Oh,
0: God. So Jean leaves the cafe and she's literally outside when this happens. Yet Shirley can't find her because she does her look. The one she'd have with Callum.
1: You know, the one where she left Calum to stuff for like three
0: days? The one where days. she shouted Callum and said, right, he's not here. She's done that classic one again. She's done that classic. And it clearly runs in the family because Tina walked past, didn't see her, and asked Keegan if he saw her instead.
1: How are they so bad? Like, I'm not being funny. If she is like, you know, she goes, well, Phil's not a very forgiving boss. Why does he hire her then if she's not very good at <laughs> doing jobs? <laughs> She couldn't even find Jean and she stood in front of her.
0: I think he's very forgiving, actually.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I would have fired you if all you were doing was sitting around talking about Mabel.
0: Then, because Jean wasn't found, she goes into the shop and she picks up a bottle of water and just leaves with it. So she just steals some water.
1: (laughs) Well, water should be free.
0: Free the water.
1: I I, I think that was a political (laughs) statement by Jean. Then Jean takes a sip and collapses.
0: What was in it?
1: I know, that's right. I thought, I thought God, they've been spiking it with vodka in there
0: as well. <laughs> it's just Kush already been in there. I'm <laughs> 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 with his little
2: castle.
0: <laughs> Kush is secretly selling them. Yeah. He's <laughs> 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 just spiked every food in the square, <laughs> just in case Gene
1: eats it or drinks it. <laughs> just that's the only way you can ensure that she definitely gets the meds she's she's, just done everything he's been working
0: he's been working with dotty yeah she
1: hates lies but she doesn't mind drugging doesn't mind drugging
0: so no one calls an ambulance because no one does here that's just the kind of thing you panic first you panic and then you decide if you're going to call one and if it's like with bobby if it's going to be damaging towards your business you just choose not to you just don't. Um, or or if,
1: if it's if it's someone like Ben uh, who's just been shot and you yourself don't really know how to to even s- stitch a wound, but you will know how to do a tracheotomy as long as you've got a, a pen and a knife.
0: That was the best. I was really upset not to see Dr. Son. Hello. It's the first crisis she's never been there. She's normally there for everything. She was even there when Abby and Lauren fell off the roof.
1: Must have been a trumpet recital or something, because that's your explanation. Yeah, maybe. But don't worry, Emma, because we might have been denied, Doctor Son, but we got Doctor Suki. And are you gonna? You're all gonna be like, "Well, what does she know about meds?" Well, let me tell you, she knew that what she really needed was a cardigan pillow. There you go, guys. There you go. <laughs> Saved the day. Saved the day.
0: Max walks past and is like, "Is she all right?" Shirley's like,
2: does she look all right? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love the level of like Max's consideration because later, when like <laughs> Ruby mentions it, he's like, oh, she'll be fine. <laughs> 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 yeah, of course, will. of course she will.
0: I love how Max is just like, is she all right? Then, yeah, she'll be fine. Just like, <laughs> I'm done with drama. Tomatmothy. I've had too much drama on this square. I'm done with it.
1: Poor Jean is, is seizuring. And Suki, even though she's given the best of her ability, in her cardigan over, it doesn't help. And they have to call an ambulance. Which it must be serious, said Emma. If they're having to call an ambulance in Albert Square, it must be serious. They didn't even do that when Ben got shot.
0: So she's taken into the ambulance with Suki's cardi. Yeah, yeah. Which she's not happy about. She wants that Suki's back. Suki's not happy about that. She was like, I just want to help. I just want to help. But I also just want my cardi back.
1: I think she does like Jean. I like, do. I genuinely think she does like Jean.
0: I would like to see them two as friends.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: I think they could be really funny together.
1: Yes. So, Jean gets a diagnosis.
0: Lithium poisoning. I wonder how she got that. She's very angry to hear she hasn't been taking her meds properly because as she finally announces, she hasn't been taking them at all. So. <laughs> I love that. How is there yeah. any in her system?
1: What do you mean I've not been taking my meds properly? I haven't even took them. That would also constitute as not properly, Jean. Um, yeah, she she's basically annoyed because once again, she's been called a liar. And Jean, as we say, holds truth in high regard, even sometimes to our own detriment. And Cush, Cush and Shirley stood there, she's like, well, I haven't been taking my pills. It gets a bit awkward. It gets a little bit awkward, doesn't it?
0: Sookie's living for the drama. But she also can just you... wants her Cardi back.
1: Yeah, she's like, can I, can I just take that from... Oh, okay. okay. Can
2: I...
0: Okay, I just... Why is that so me? Even at school, I hated when people took me pen. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, can I have that back? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it.
1: You, you understand it.
0: I understand it.
1: Cush and Shirley are left with no other option. They tell the truth. They've been Spike and Jean. The doctor's face when they said that. Said it all. <laughs> the doctor's face was like all of our faces watching us, like Cush first put those pills into like the soup and then when Shirley put it into our tea. Like, like, oh!
0: So she's understandably <laughs> horrified. Yes. I love when they were arguing about what they'd done. Suki was just there living for it, just in the background. <laughs> Should ashamed of yourselves. And Cush went... It would have been okay if we didn't add the extra pills. I don't think it would have ever been okay, Kush. I mean,
1: this is why, Kush, when you're concerned about someone's mental health, you don't just add their pills into their food and their drinks in any quantity that you think is right. Because you're not a trained physician.
0: You could just consult the doctor. So, understandably, the authorities might be involved in this because... What What's crime? <laughs> well, it was a bit of a crime
1: poisoning someone tends to get the police involved
0: to the point she could have had kidney damage but Suki this is where it definitely becomes clear she she likes Jean because she ends up getting involved and she finds Ash who ends up helping I don't actually understand what Ash done to help but I, I she did she help did. and that's that's nice
1: I think she's actually the director of the hospital secretly <laughs> Like, you know, like Batman, secretly Bruce Wayne. Like, I feel like Ash is secretly the chief doctor, the chief of staff. Like, that's what she is. Because that's the only way she could have stopped that. How does a random, like, doctor or nurse go about stopping that investigation? <laughs> that hospital will be shut down for malpractice like that.
0: Not with Ash around, it wouldn't.
1: <laughs> when in doubt, just lie.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, Sonia's still got a job, and she was... He's been blackmailed by patients, and exactly <laughs> like involved in this whole cover-up of Martin running a patient over. <laughs> oh,
1: I told that never happened.
0: <laughs> Same as seeing C- that storyline. So Suki advises that Cush and Shirley apologise, but she does understand they had Jean's best interests at heart, and Cush and Shirley are actually quite scared to go and talk to Jean. So they're like, no, you go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. Oh, no one's going first because Jean's done a runner.
1: I love this uh, hospital. It's like so professional, isn't it?
0: <laughs> That's
1: a patient who's got lithium poison and just discharged themselves. <laughs> Fabulous. Or better yet, does it try to follow up?
0: No, they just let her go and they don't go and contact her after. Hi, Jean! So Jean has locked them all out of the house and just thrown their stuff out. But she hasn't just thrown Kush out, who has been doing this. She's thrown out. Mo and all of the kids.
1: <laughs> he was like, you can't make five kids homeless. And she just closed the window.
0: I was like, <laughs> I was oh like, my God.
1: What's happening to you? She hates everyone.
0: I love it. And Kush was like, oh, their their mom's not here. I was like, well, there's several different mothers to these kids. Yeah. But okay. It's
1: about Every slater under the sun has a child here.
0: So Kush, Mo and the kids, they don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. We'll find out the next day that they're living with Isaac.
1: Awkward silence, please. <laughs> I can't get the Twitter rumours away! <laughs> but don't worry, Emma. He's going to make them some chilli and they're going to all get together. Mo might have a sneak into his bedroom every now and again. But, you know, that's the way it goes on the square.
0: What happened to Cush's flat, though? Oh, is that true? Could he not have just went there? Because the last I remember is Robbie had moved in with Kush. Then when Kush had moved out into the Slaters, Robbie just took over payments. So it was still Kush's. Robbie was just paying. Yes, Robbie then randomly went away when Bex was in the middle of talking to him about a crisis. So what happened? Did Kush then give it away? Is Kush still paying for it? What's happening to it? it? It's never been discussed.
1: See, I think that's prime real estate. I think Keegan and Tiff, they should get in there, illegally sublet it. Speaking of illegally subletting, I hear Jean's got someone else living there with her. (gasps) It's only the ghost of Daniel.
0: Oh yes, they had a lovely romantic meal together.
1: I mean, yeah. What could go wrong there? Nothing strange. Nothing strange at all having a meal with your dead lover.
0: It was like an episode of Mostly Ghostly. Someone's knocking at your door. Someone's ringing, ringing the, the bell. bell. And it's a letter. For Debbie and Phil. <laughs> it's so sad.
1: Oh, it's all right, Emma. We can pull through this. We can pull through this. We don't, we don't need wool morning, hoodies.
0: <sighs> yes. I'll get mine ready. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We started off this week with some really sad little moments for Phil, such as where he got a letter through the door, opened them to find they were Denny's West Ham tickets to a match he'll never see.
0: And obviously, Phil was just as upset as we are. So stormed out.
1: Well, that's where you do any standards, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, Ruby walks out of every room. <laughs> she have to be upset. She just goes... Hi. <laughs> just walk straight out. Yes, yeah, so he basically storms off, and Ben's like, Dad, 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 trying to like catch up to him, but he's he's gone. It's like um, Wiley e. Coyote and the the Road Runner, isn't it? You know where it's just like the dust cloud behind him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Callum sees him because he goes, and Ben tells Callum what happened—that his dad's just stormed out—and he sees why because he picks up the tickets and he understands. Callum has to go to work. So on his way, he uh, spots Phil sitting on Denny's bench. Ooh. So he gives Ben a little text to say that he's seen Phil, he looks a bit sad. And Phil's not happy about that, because like, classic Phil wouldn't like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's not the Mitchell way, is it?
0: So he's like, he can mind his own business.
1: I know, it's really funny because I feel like they always want to get Callum involved in their domestics, but then go, Mind your own business, Callum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can join in, but only if you mind your own business.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Phil returns home, doesn't to Ben, and they do have a conversation about about the tickets and and about Denny and it it's Ben's way of trying to help his dad through this really difficult time. Because essentially, Phil has lost a son. Whether you like Phil or you hate him, Phil has lost a child who he raised practically and felt was his son. And Ben obviously recognises that and is is reminiscing with them. They have this beautiful moment, which is sort of strange in a a minute because they literally shift from this lovely, you know, heartfelt moment to Phil just casually dropping in that Danny used to sneak booze into the matches. Wasn't he 13? Yeah. So, what age was he sneaking booze in? Like ten. We <laughs> uh, <laughs> <I'm> used
0: to. <laughs> like this is weird reminiscing. <laughs> I'd be like, just say no. No. Just the other week they were talking about his love for pepperoni pizza, now we've moved on to
1: alcoholism. Alcohol. <laughs> Danny's still drinking from the
2: bottle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, come on, you can't, like, that was so weird, casually dropping in underage drinking. So whilst they're reminiscing about underage drinking, Phil decides, I'm going to do some grown-up drinking, and goes to the Vic to discuss, discuss the plans, the plans to get it, because he's after
0: that pub. Yes, he goes and sees Mick. Linda's really upset because she thinks they're like best friends now. Because obviously he's a, he's a sponsor, so she's like making little jokes. But Phil's just had the tickets come through. He's been reminiscing. Ben's ops tomorrow, so he's he's not all right, but he hides it because it's Phil. And Linda's really upset because like they're not having their whole besties moment that she was hoping <laughs> for. And he's just like, I just want to come and talk about the vic. Like he's still selling, getting the money. Let's make this easy. I was half expecting her
1: to just suddenly start pouring like drinks out again and be like, "Well, go on then." <laughs> like you know, like the Russian roulette game that they played with like alcohol the other week. <laughs> but there's someone else who's drinking this pub.
0: Oh man! And I'll give
1: you a clue. No. I'll I'll give you a clue. He only drinks one kind of drink, and that's a pint of chicken. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, yes that's God. right it's Emma's arch nemesis it's the chicken man
0: I haven't felt this way since the Aiden debacle <laughs> they're very similar in my eyes what happened to Aiden? <laughs> don't you even ask <laughs>
1: <laughs> matching the team up
0: <laughs> Oh!
1: <laughs> Emma's never going to have night no terrors about that now Oh, oh
0: no. chicken! It's all right, chicken. It's fine. Don't you worry. I heard him. I heard him walk in and say, "Oh, chicken," and yeah, I was like, like, "I'll have a pint." No! Do <laughs> I couldn't just say, "Can I have a pint, please?" And hi, Phil.
1: Yeah, it does. Oh, ah, chicken
0: boils
2: my blood. <laughs>
1: So they they reminisce about good old days because it's a whole episode, isn't it? Of reminiscing, reminiscing about underage drinking, reminiscing about
0: what other things, Emma? Oh, that's right. Oh, yes, just some slight kidnapping. I'm assuming they were referencing Louise here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Unless he's done it to multiple different partners' kids. You oh, know, yeah, like, I, I didn't quite get it.
0: With. if they were like. Meaning that as well <laughs>
1: yeah everyone he, he teams up with he's like but we're stealing your kids now <laughs> she's been kidnapped so many times by so many people a man has, did, it. Yeah. <laughs> did it uh what do you call him steve oh my god steve yeah steve owen did it um f- like phil did it practically when he stole her from from uh, lisa and then we've also had the chicken man
0: lisa done it again
1: yeah,
2: Lisa did it a few times, didn't she? <laughs> Lisa's made a a good... kidnap to visa. Yeah, she is. She's a good kidnapper.
1: So, other than just reminiscing about, you know, the good old days when they used to kidnap each other's kids, um, they also discuss future plans.
0: Well, it looks like Danny's sticking around, doesn't it?
1: <sighs> Unfortunately, it does. Because... How do you
0: feel about that? <laughs> How do I feel? <laughs>
1: Emma's just channeling her Gemma Collins
0: for the world? <laughs> feeling that Gemma Collins fantasy <laughs> yeah it looks like you're sticking around because they've got some uh, warehouse plans I wonder if it's the same one from Christmas and New Year
1: it's always a warehouse isn't it it's never like a chateau or like a bank
0: vault oh, like- I would like that, a little <laughs> chateau for them yeah, to go yeah. to that would be a nice twist <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a look round as well while they're on it and go Ooh, yeah
1: that... whilst, they're, whilst they're burgling
0: that's we, we'll a lovely area all of us at home what... it's like Ooh, a cross lovely. between Escape to the Chateau and yeah. EastEnders yeah. oh I love their interior <gasps> Phil don't do that but look at those curtains beautiful no I've, Ben <laughs> I love
1: that I have to say I'm admiring the Laura Ashley walk back <laughs> I love it I love it um, yeah it's always a warehouse I bet you it is the exact same warehouse really all they should have done is just go ask Martin and ask Keanu to draw them a map or something because they would know that place inside and out wouldn't they,
0: a they trick. There? yeah.
1: but along with talking about this future opportunity of a potential warehouse job and I'm not talking Amazon warehouses I'm talking about a proper warehouse job, EastEnders style on top of that though Ben doesn't look to be invited
0: He doesn't because uh, Danny obviously knows about Ben being deaf now. So he brings that up and he also brings up how he knows Callum is in the police because obviously Callum came to interpret for him last time. Mm -hmm. He says he doesn't get in bed with the filth. Filth's not a nice word.
1: Yeah, you know that like this man who kidnaps people and tries to ship them to Spain and it's clearly a dodgy wannabe gangster is calling someone else filthy. Like, I'm be like, what is your barometer for dirt and filth? <laughs> like, <laughs> surely you're on even further than that. Extra filthy. Stop. <laughs> so, uh, I feel like it's very strange that you really Unclean. That. Yeah, <laughs> the unclean, I love that. It sound like some sort of, like, fallen demon or something. The unclean chicken. <laughs> so, yes, he calls calls better joke, says he's not invited
0: to the warehouse. Apparently he can't fight his way out of a paper bag.
1: And the Mitchells are a joke.
0: I'm like, whoa. I was Mr. like, John. he needs a and tan.
1: Get that wrench. <laughs> <laughs> Get that wrench, Emma. We're going to find him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Phil heard heard us. He did. He wasn't having any of that. He wasn't having him slag off his family, slag off his son. And he went and gave Danny a and tan.
1: Because why am I? Because no one has a pop at my bow and gets away with it. Yes, Hello. Phil. Yes, Queen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Phil for next drag superstar like of America. That that has to be what he gets.
0: <laughs> so he takes it a step further and he even asks Ben if he's in on the job. <gasps>
1: I love how he's just being defiant towards the chicken man. He's like, listen, Ben's going to be in this job anyway. I love him.
0: Next day, they go to the cafe because now Ben's on the job. They're going to discuss it, what they need to do, where they need to go because they have yeah. a layout of the warehouse. Yes, yeah, a the plans.
1: How big is this like, warehouse? It's in a labyrinth. <laughs> if you go down the East Corridor, you might not return. <laughs> what, what it? beware the booby traps <laughs> poison arrows start firing out the walls
0: <laughs> surely they've been there enough times now to know
1: i know i mean come on that's where they take all
0: of their victims oh but then again i understand because the last time shirley was told to go into that warehouse and look for callum did she do it well
1: True. She got lost very easy didn't yeah. she Yeah,
0: So maybe Phil's got the right idea actually
1: Maybe certain parts They're aware of It's so big you see Emma It's almost the size of a continent this warehouse It's so big so they only are aware of certain pockets That's why they <laughs> need that blueprint That makes sense doesn't it They've got the Callum hostage section They've got the Keanu hostage <laughs> section The Martin hostage section You know like all the different hostage sections Love it And then right in the middle, you've got Chicken Man's stash.
0: And then you've also got that bit where, the office, where Linda shot Keanu.
1: Yes, of course.
0: It's like a museum.
1: It It is. It's it's become a landmark, hasn't it, Matt? It's like one of the eighth wonders of the world. EastEnders Warehouse.
0: You should get people on the door and sell tickets. Come have a look round. This is where Callum was in chains. Ooh... And in this section, this is where Linda shot Keanu. <gasps> I never
1: told anyone. Still,
0: <laughs> don't know where that's gone. Wait, wait. I think I see it.
1: I think I see the storyline Emma. Hold on, hold on. Oh, it's with the Ahmeds. It's with the Ahmed.
2: Cruden. Bye.
0: <laughs> waving.
1: We're like the foster kids centre. So we're buy all the stories. We're waving at each other here. the stories that disappear. <laughs>
0: Her and Mick are like, no secrets, no secrets. Well, that's still a big secret you're, you're holding there. Yeah, and to him. be fair, Martin, because he hasn't really told many people either.
1: Well, Martin's gone full on dark anyway, so, you know, he's, he's unforgiven in my books, unforgiven.
0: <laughs> he's with <laughs> Carol now. <laughs>
1: he's with Carol. He's with Carol and, and Flipper and Kathy. Actually, no, Kathy's not on that list. I think I can exonerate Kathy a bit from that list. I think she's sort of like on Grey area again, whereas Carol's still on the blacklist.
0: I think with Kathy, you've got to remember she gave us the most iconic moment since How's Adam? Exactly. You've got to make those changes.
1: I have to make those concessions. Yeah. she She's worked her way up. She's worked hard to get there because she was on the black list after, you know, doing what she did to Rainy.
0: <gasps> Rainy, yeah.
1: But she's worked her way back onto Connor's grey area. Now, <laughs> she's not on the good list yet. She's still got a lot of way to go. She's on the grey area now.
0: Alright, Connor Clause.
1: I've literally got turned, list you- it, turned it like, Santa Claus. You got your list, you're checking it twice. You better watch out, you better not try. You better not pout, I'm telling you why.
0: Because Connor, Connor Claus is coming Ta-da.
1: to town. He sees you <laughs> when you're dealing. He knows when you've been bad. He knows if you should be punished or not, <laughs> and he doesn't ever forget. <laughs> That's literally how I treat Martin now.
0: <laughs> Never forget what forget they've what done. The Never. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So yes, after looking through the blueprints kindly donated by probably Martin or Keanu or whatever name he's going by these days, um, they decide that they're going to do this job. Ben's going
0: to come along. And he believes that Callum might be able to help. Now, Ben, 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 Ben. You go to Jack for this kind of thing. You know that by now. (laughs) Who do you go to when you need a bent copper?
1: It's Jack. Him and Grey are the corrupt pillars of this community. They really are. We all rely on them to to help people out when they've done terrible things. When they need to break the law, who do they go and ask? Well, you go and ask the two corrupt legal representatives.
0: (laughs) You've got Jack in one corner, Grey in the other.
1: See, that was his problem, Matt. He went for Callum. He's only been on the job five minutes.
0: We only just started?
1: He's not exactly a DI, is he? Then again, DIs these days, they've gone down, haven't they? Because they sometimes visit, you know, house parties. House parties. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes they do a bit of noise compliance.
0: (laughs) 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 One day you're investigating the attempted murder of Keanu. The next, (laughs) house parties.
1: Yeah, no, makes total sense, doesn't it? (laughs)
0: Oh. So Callum's clearly not happy about being asked because I think he also knows... Jack's the better man for this.
1: I think so too, because he's like, I've literally only been on the job five minutes, Ben. I've just had my lunch break. (laughs) (laughs) I've just got enough for five
0: minutes. So he storms out. He's not wanting to help. I don't blame him. Why would you want to get into that shady business?
1: Listen, we love Ballum. We adore Ballum. But when Ben does these things, poor Callum does not like it. But I actually feel a bit sorry for Callum because he does put up with a lot and to then be asked to like jeopardize the only thing he's really wanted to do for a very long time, eh, that was
0: a bit mean. I think in Ben's case, it was like he just wanted to impress his dad and be in being on this. And he's thought, oh, well, that'll be a good way. But not realizing that it's going to make Callum feel like he's in a difficult place because obviously it's his new job, but he also doesn't want to upset his boyfriend. So, like, they're both now in a very awkward position. Isn't it
1: funny how like it's really good? It's like synergy because we've have this scene which is months later. They've they've you know reconciliated for, since Christmas and all that, where Ben had to choose between his dad and Callum. All these months later, we're still getting this like conflict, like conflict of the two. Like the two both can't be in Ben's life. Almost like it causes friction with one or the other. So it's really good. I love when standards does this. <laughs>
0: It's also like playing on the two sides of Ben as well. It's like the Ben Mm -hmm. who wants to live his life and be happy in a loving relationship versus the Ben who wants to do the shady
1: business. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that. Oh, I never even thought about that. That's good, yeah. Yeah, like the two different shades of him. Yeah. There's there's one life here and one life there. He keeps getting pulled apart in either direction.
0: Because he's got his dad doing this kind of stuff and he always wants to impress him and then he's got like his good side. So Ben's op gets cancelled and he's now worried about whether he's still going to be on the job or not because Phil's like, well, how long till he gets done? And Ben's asking the same thing, which Kathy gets a bit suspicious at because she's like, "Mm, why are you both asking that? What are you up to? Uh, So Ben texts Phil about the job and Phil doesn't answer while Kathy's deciding to give him some home truths like this is Ben's health. You should care more about Ben's health than this shady business.
1: Exactly. But the problem is, Kathy, it's not about um, the business. It's about Sharon. And that's what she doesn't... She doesn't have the full story at that point, does she? No. She, she only knows that they've got a shady job on the go. She doesn't realise that the reason why Phil is so eager to do this job is so that he can get the money to pay for the Vic to get Sharon back. He thinks that, that'll save that save their relationship.
0: Well, he ends up calling Sharon as well and. He's talking about how it's fine, he's going to get the money, they're going to get the Vic, it's going to be a fresh start. And Denny's got a new bench. So if this, we know this job's going to go ahead. We've seen that. We've got the Ben point of view episode. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: If it doesn't go to plan and Phil doesn't get the money, could he still get the Vic with his own money? Or will he not get it at all?
1: I don't think you will because I don't know how much cash they even have disposable now
0: mm. I've got that horrible feeling that it's been built up and built up and built up to the point where it's not happening
1: I know to me the only two people who deserve the Vic are Sharon and Phil they should be behind that bar
0: so we might be going for new owners but at the same time we also might not be and I am happy with Megan Linda to keep it yeah completely if, if they don't want to I- sell that's fine and if we yeah. are going for new owners, it has to be Sharon and Phil. They're the only people I'll accept. That's, mm-hmm. like, when I was growing up, they were the people that were behind the bar. Peggy, yeah,
2: it's, Sharon. It's so
0: yeah, like, you know, so I'm not bothered if the, the Carters do stay. My worry is, if they are definitely going, and then mm. Sharon and Phil don't get the money, who's gonna get it?
1: <laughs> I need people who are going to be worthy of that. that yeah. Pub. But Bill is determined, isn't he? He's telling Sharon, listen, Sharon, you're going to come back. I miss you, but you're going to come back and I'm going to have the Vic for you. And then he takes a little walk, you know, just to get his thoughts collected, go to sit in his favourite seat. And what does he say, Emma?
0: Someone graffitied Denny's bench.
1: Who did that? What sick individual does that?
0: It's quite obvious that, that this is a memorial bench. It's not just a bench. Like, I don't exactly. think there should be graffiti on a bench either, but there definitely should yes. be doing it to a blooming memorial bench.
1: Who targets a bench dedicated to a 13-year-old boy? There's something not right, is there?
0: Nah. So obviously when Phil sees this, he screams. He's like, who did this?
1: I just have to say, I love the fact that they kept the continuity by having his voice boom in the distance Yeah, when Lola and Peter were together. (laughs) That was excellent.
0: (laughs) They were having this chat and you could still hear Phil in the background. I really liked that.
1: Yeah, I loved it as well because it almost felt a bit meta. You know, like him going, who did this? As like Peter and Lola are clearly like once again on kind of happy families, lovely flirty kind of basis. And we're all going, who's doing this? (laughs) Who's doing this? (laughs) (laughs) So... Phil Fuman from everything basically charges along along to meet Danny dick again, doesn't he? Goes to go see the the good old chicken man. Apparently they're gonna bury the hatchet.
0: Yeah, apparently Danny does need him.
1: Why do I feel like this is a trap?
0: Yeah, same.
1: Why do I feel like Danny's gonna do something sneaky or evil?
0: Yeah, same.
1: If he touches the dick, I'll kill him. <laughs>
0: I'm done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if he gets the Vic, we will leave the country. We stand by that statement and we will not apologise for it.
0: We will leave well, the country. We'll have to wait until flights are allowed, but, you know. Of
1: course, yeah, we're not going to just <laughs> break, uh, break lockdown.
0: <laughs> we can always go to Durham.
1: True, true. Or Barnard Castle. Then again, I only do that when I need to check my eyesight. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well chicken's not happy with ben once he knows that there's no hope for his hearing he's like nah phil it's not gonna work phil's also in agreement because like basically he knows that that warehouse is apparently be- going to be really dark
0: <laughs> they need the hearing but should you would need like your eyes but okay <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <carry on. laughs>
1: i don't know why i can't just take a, a torch but or a lantern or,
0: oh good guess, you
1: know, classic lantern um so yeah I don't know why they can't just like walk around with lanterns or torches but you know apparently you need to hear and for this job and or surely like if you literally can't see where you're going the last thing you need to worry about is what you can hear it's more what you could feel yeah. like because if you can hear like a drip and tap like that's not going to really help in the situation if you're like completely unable to know what's in front of you Ah, the tap's that way. <laughs> like, come on. I hear rattling pipes.
0: Whilst Phil was more worried about the Vic in the warehouse, Ben was more worried about his op.
1: I mean, we started out this week so good, didn't we, Ma? We started out with a lovely moment between Callum and Ben and they were talking about his operation. He was very hopeful for it. Callum was very happy that it was his first day on the job.
0: Well, Ben had the confirmation his op was going ahead the next day.
1: I mean, this operation's come right round. Must be using Lisa's doctor. Remember that, doctor? 24-hour doctor.
0: The one where she texts and she just went straight in.
1: Yes, straight away. Don't you worry, Mel. I've got a media appointment. (laughs) All right, so there's not a waiting list for your therapist. Okay, interesting. So, yes, Ben's on his way, he feels, doesn't he? Feels like he's on his way to getting back to who he thinks his dad wants him to be meanwhile Phil's basically done a run out because he's got some bad news he did come back eventually and sit down with Ben there was one problem wasn't there Emma
0: Ben had to keep asking Phil obviously to repeat things because well we were there where Ben was and we weren't hearing anything either so we were getting certain words, so that that's obviously what Ben was picking up. So there was bits he could get and he could answer them. Mm-hmm. Ben was putting on the front again where he was pretending he could hear him fully. That's what's
1: like so sad as well about this whole situation is that he's so desperate to project this image that he's fine, that he's, nothing's going to change, but ultimately something has changed, Ben, and you do have to accept it. He worries that not being able to hear... Is going to affect his relationship with his dad because it, he thinks it looks makes him look weak. And in that moment where you could see Phil was kind of, he wasn't getting annoyed, but he wasn't enjoying telling his story as much. That's definitely going to solidify in Ben's head, those feelings.
0: Well, Ben even said he doesn't think Phil's going to accept him being deaf. And when he <laughs> told him about the op and Phil asked, does that mean you'll be able to hear again? Yeah,
1: uh, and it's like, you'll be back to normal kind of thing.
0: Ben just said yes cuz he was scared of what his dad might think. Um would he be able to do any jobs for him anymore? How will he react to it? And he was saying when he was talking to Callum later on like Phil was as Phil Mitchell as he could be in that
2: scenario.
1: Yeah. It is sad. It, it it's like it's this is the one thing that troubles Ben the most. The approval of his dad and like it's never changed throughout his entire life. And so it's nice to see these moments that, where he's struggling with deafness. It's, it's also like a struggle, not only just being unable to hear, but trying to come to terms with the fact that he no longer can hear, and that's gonna change people's opinions of him, like his dad. It, there's this like duality of struggles here, and I love it. And so, despite this, Ben is dead set on being part of the criminal underworld the the shady business,
0: isn't he? So while they were having this chat and they were looking at their blueprints Mm -hmm. (laughs) and their plan Yeah Ben starts sweating a lot and Phil's a bit worried like, why are you sweating so much? And he's like, it's just hot in here and Lola comes in after Ben starts sweating and says that surprise, surprise Lexi has a temperature according to Lola, Lexi has a temperature, or cool, nearly every week now.
1: I I had these two different thoughts. One that immediately came to mind was, hello, we're in lockdown because of coronavirus. So I was like, (laughs) Lexi's got a temperature. Is she going to spread the plague? Like, that immediately gave me sweats. So I was a bit like, oh, stay away from Ben. (laughs) But then the other thought was a bit like, why is she always ill? Like, she's always ill.
0: Well, I've just been watching The Act on Amazon Prime. And it reminded me of that when the woman pretends her daughter's always ill. And her daughter starts, like, her daughter believes that she has everything that her mum's been telling her she has. And shout out to Katie Phipps, who said the same thing. She put on our tweet that it could be a Munchausen's by proxy storyline. That would be a good storyline. I agree with her.
1: Wouldn't it? I would die for that storyline. That would be such an interesting story. No one's done that yet, I don't think, on any soaps. Not to my memory.
0: I know. I think that'd be really good because if I you think, think about it, on. she always says she's ill. I know,
1: and like I know we've always joked about it being like, oh whatever, lol. What if actually she has Munchausen's by proxy and is like making Lexi ill or just pretending that Lexi's ill?
0: That'd be a really good one to tackle,
1: wouldn't it? Oh, I like that. If you listen to any stendhers, do that story. <laughs>
0: But Lola does it so often now, sometimes I'm like, Well it's Lexi actually ill. It's like the the boy who, yeah. who cried Wolf.
1: Yeah, yeah. One day she'll be riddled with corona and none of will believe her.
0: Then when Lola told him, she was like, You need to take your temperature. Lexi has a temperature. And I'm like, have you took it though? Have you took yours, Lola? Because it doesn't sound like you've had yours done.
1: Exactly. Get two meet us back. <laughs> Get two back. Put a mask on your face. And stop breathe in my air (laughs) no you're right though I feel like she's very like demanding weirdly Lola's took like this personality twist like she's gone from kind of like just kind of chilling and going along with the flow to suddenly being like this authoritarian figure (laughs) she's demanding everything from everyone I I don't know what's happened to Lola so Ben decides he's going to treat Callum to lunch, isn't that right? they're going to have lunch together are going to have some sorry sandwiches for something he hasn't yet done. <laughs> but it's on his way to doing, don't you worry.
0: Stuff nothing like apologising in advance.
1: I mean, I do that all the time. It just saves time, doesn't it? So we then get a little bit of gossip from Callum about about his first day on the job. He loves it. He's having a great, te- great old time. I mean, getting on with loads of friends and living for it. I love that he's getting all this positivity. But then Ben wants some more costs, doesn't he? So they toddle off to the hospital, toddle off to the hospital. And he's like, word is, <laughs> apparently, word is the police are onto something. I loved every single line that came out of Ben's mouth when he's trying to be subtle about asking Callum for info.
0: But quite obviously asking Callum for information.
1: Oh, yeah. Like literally no subtlety to it
0: have you heard anything
1: about uh, a warehouse that may or may not be used by the man who goes chicken all the time and uh, and you, your people might be reading in it reading it, maybe, maybe <laughs> like, come on Ben, be a little bit more subtle than that so this causes a huge argument, doesn't it and Callum storms out and rightly so, like no one wants to be used by their, their significant other, <sighs> I just feel so bad for Callum and Ben in this situation because Ben's only doing this to impress his dad, to like get some sort, but he's already gotten it. It's so sad about it. Like Phil does love Ben. He just doesn't always show it the right way. So Callum basically storms out, leaving Ben just like sat there doing the usual, Callum! Like before he (laughs) he runs off. You know, we're all used to it now, but don't worry because guess who's coming through them doors? Guess who's going to save the day?
0: Tony Mother Kathy. She's a bit concerned because Ben is definitely burning up and has a temperature. But he's like, nope, they're, they're focusing on my ears. Doesn't matter, if I've got a temperature. It's hair fever. It's <laughs> hair fever. When he was talking to Kathy, he was saying he was a bit worried that what if the op doesn't work? And he sees Frankie arguing with the doctor. I think Ben liked the way Frankie had to go at this doctor because he always does the same thing, so it's like he kind yeah, of... Yeah, it's
1: always that kind of like sassiness, isn't it?
0: I think he found I don't know someone
1: that like he... I was there. Va- <laughs> I just started
2: voguing <laughs> <escape>, over <you know. laughs>
0: It was like he found someone that he could also relate to in a way, as much as he was all hmm. nervous about this.
1: Frankie's energy that she brings to it... Reminds Ben and makes Ben feel... Because Ben feels like deafness is going to make him weaker than he, what he already is. But Frankie, she is not weak. She is in no way weak. She exudes confidence and is fiery and sparky. Like, I love that. And I think that's what kind of brought a smile to Ben's face because he was a bit like, well, maybe, maybe it's not going to lead to him being weaker than what he is.
0: So Kathy may or may not have dropped Ben in it slightly...
2: Hmm.
0: And may have brought up that he has a temperature, which he was not happy about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So the doctor obviously comes and does his checks. And rightfully so, though, they couldn't do any sort of op if he was not feeling well. As much he as he coughs. wants it done, it wouldn't be right. And I've got hay fever. It's just hay fever. The doctor's like, oh, I'm just going to do some checks anyway. It's just routine. Got to do them. Kathy's like, he's never had hay fever in his life. Ben. This moment was just perfection. Killed me. How would you know you were dead for most of it?
1: <laughs> oh, my Brilliant. God. Like, I love it.
0: He's got a point.
1: That's the, he has got a point, And that's the best bit about the fact that Kathy got brought back from the dead because <laughs> you get all these jokes. You get all of these no one ever forgets that Kathy faked her death like everyone reminds her whenever she talks about you know being there or you know like parenting and things it's always like brought up is it well what were you doing you were dead like I love it's like it. that
0: one where Lauren said who would pretend to be dying or yeah. dead and it just panted, Kathy like uh. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have been the doctor in that situation just like what? sorry what <laughs>
1: That hospital, what with Jean being poisoned, Gene <laughs> being poisoned by a family, this family's been pretending to be dead. <laughs> they must they they say, what's going on in Albert Square? <laughs> so sadly, his op is cancelled. The doctor's not having any. He's like, listen, that ain't here, Fever, love. That's corona. <laughs> you got the case of scarlet fever. You can't be going under the knife. So Ben returns, back to the square feeling a bit defeated he has to kind of tell phil disney really that the op has been cancelled and kathy has a few words with phil because of knowing how ben feels how worried he feels that phil's going to you know reject him as any mother would as well it's not really making ben feel better ben is defeated at the moment So do you know what always cheers me up, Emma, when I'm feeling down and defeated? Egg soldiers, the meal of Albert Square. (laughs) Why does everyone have egg soldiers for breakfast? Do you remember, Daniel, my mum used to make this for me all the time. My mum used to make this all the time. Egg soldiers. It's egg soldiers all the time. I
0: swear to God. You know what? (laughs) It's because that breakfast is important. (laughs)
1: I love that it took a second for it to register but yes that breakfast is important
0: (laughs) (laughs) so after breakfast Callum goes to the Minute Mart and he sees Frankie who Ben saw yesterday at the hospital and such a good police officer I think Callum's taking advice off Jack by the way here
1: I think so too
0: he sees Frankie stealing and he's just like yeah go on
1: thumbs up mate (laughs) <laughs> yeah I love that he's just cool with shoplifting he's <laughs> a criminal part of a criminal family um, he's <laughs> cool with shoplifting yeah I <laughs> <laughs> all he needs to do now is have like you know four kids with various Mitchell women and you know you'll be Jack
0: true so Frankie signs to him nosy idiot which <laughs> I loved <laughs> Which I think he quite enjoyed. And yeah. they had a little laugh and he let us steal. Yeah, of course. He had a little idea. Mm. He's going to chat to Frankie and see if she can help Ben.
1: I think a bit like Ben, Callum sees a bit of Ben in Frankie. Yeah. Like her attitude. And so I think that's why he chose her above everyone else. Because, you know, of course, there's loads of different places he could have went for advice and to try and convince Ben to, to take up signing. But... He chose Frankie because she had that kind of like fire, that kind of snappy yeah. sassiness that Ben has.
0: I think that's what he um, quite liked when he saw it at the minute more as well. Because he saw it yeah. like she was just so casual about what she was doing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 I loved when he said, um, when he mentions his, that he's got a boyfriend who's deaf, um, that Callum's obviously learning the signing, but Ben's not. Ben's just choosing to learn, you know, his signing off Mr. Tumble. And... He says that and, and she says, oh, maybe I know him.
2: I love that.
0: <laughs> it's a way Callum was like, oh, I, I don't think you will. Oh, she's he's just... only
1: just become recently deaf. <laughs>
0: and she's like, it's a small world, but it's not that small.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I loved her as soon as she said that. I was like, right, I'm on the Frankie boat now. I'm on the Frankie boat. Same. I'm here for, I'm here for the duration. <laughs> I'm here for the duration, guys. We're going to sail this into the horizon. <laughs> and so as you do um, when you meet a shoplifter, you invite <laughs> them round to your house for tea. You do? <laughs> I often do. Yeah, me too.
0: Let them take a souvenir home.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. No one leaves my house empty
2: handed
1: <laughs> <laughs> Deck collector's Monday.
2: <laughs> Are
1: you all right, Martin? Come on in. <laughs>
0: I love the way he got out to go there as well. He pretended that he could um, shop her in for doing what she was doing. I love that. And he was like, I'm just joking. But I was like,
2: (laughs) Callum. I was a bit like, are you though? I I know. I was like, are you really? You know, like oh, are, you, are you
0: literally trying to use this as a threat? <laughs> Should you really be using your powers like this?
1: <laughs> yeah, again, light bit of police corruption on your second day on the job. Love it.
0: <laughs> you know what? Jack's been training them this week.
1: He has been training well, Emma. We wouldn't expect anything else from an Albert Square police resident. Come on.
0: So Ben and Frankie have a little chat and she teaches them the word idiot which he quite (laughs) enjoys.
1: Of all the words that you go out of your way to learn, it's that. Perfect. That that would be me.
0: So you could see when they were talking as well, Ben did know some signs, because I'm doing it at the moment, and um, Mm. he was like doing Y, and... and then Callum was doing some back as well. But whenever Frankie actually brought up the subject of Ben being deaf, he didn't take that very well. And she was saying how beautiful the world is. And life still goes on no matter what. And she had this lovely outlook on life.
1: Yeah, because I feel like for Ben, he sees it as like a hindrance. And actually what she's trying to say is, no, it's a different way of living. Like, yes, Yes. it's going to change your world, but it doesn't end it. You're going to go on. You're going to learn. And when you learn, you can interact on such a different level after that.
0: And she was saying it's all still about communication. And it's not like you stop communicating or anything because you don't
1: exactly like I feel like this is Ben's biggest struggle in a while feeling this vulnerable because Ben doesn't like to he's a bit like Phil he hates being seen as vulnerable which is so funny because both of them are always trying to like mask that vulnerability to each other because they're always worried about the image it puts out to each other actually they should just both sit down and be like you're fantastic I love you we don't need to you know worry about these things but this is extended (laughs) guy. so that's never going to happen
0: I loved having Frankie on board because I'm learning sign language and I'm coming to like the end of my beginners course now. Got my mm-hmm. final assessment like very soon. I'm Ooh. on my last module right now. Exciting. So it was great to see them doing some signs. And like when she was doing all The Idiot, I was like, thank you, Frankie. I'll have that one. You'll <laughs> <keep> that. i <Yeah. laughs> take <That's it>, that. <laughs> <laughs> haven't learned that yet. <laughs> That's fab. That is fab. So sadly, Frankie does go because Ben's just, I don't think it's that he didn't want to talk to her or anything. I just don't think at the moment he's in the right headspace.
1: Exactly. He's not ready yet.
0: And I think she saw that too, and I think <laughs> she'll be coming back when he is in that space and she can help him. At the moment he's got his barriers up, so you know what Ben's like when he's got his barriers up. Exactly. We all know. So I look forward to seeing Frankie again.
2: Du, 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 du,
1: so whilst everyone else seems to be having a, a bad time of it of late Ben's struggling with his hearing loss and can't really get that operation anymore. jean has been poisoned, like everyone on the square's having a bit of misery. Keegan is still struggling with the story of his injustice, of of the prejudice he's faced and and of the discrimination he's facing. And on top of that, because of that, the business is suffering. It's just so sad, isn't it, Emma, that it's like been ruined by this horrible day.
0: Who attends house parties?
1: Yes! I still want to know why, right? This has got to go in the wolf at unsolved mysteries. Because what D.I., and yes, he was confirmed to still be a D.I., because I know we speculated a while back saying, well, has he been made, like, you know, a uniformed officer or something? Has he, has he been knocked down a peg since the whole Keanu Field thing?
0: Jack confirmed it this week. He is
2: still yes, a D.I.
0: He's a D.I. So why was he there?
1: Why was he going to a... A noise complaint. So yes, the business is suffering now because Keegan's lost all ambition and it's really heartbreaking to say. He says no one wants to get served by someone who has got a reoccurring criminal like history. And bear in mind, he's done nothing wrong. This is an innocent man who has basically been accused of crimes that he's never committed. But everyone's tarnishing his name by doing that.
0: It's like his name has been dragged through the mud and then anything associated with him he's now worried about which i can understand because mm-hmm. he's done nothing wrong yet people could have I'm this perception judgments yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: so obviously he's and worried it's... about his business and how this is going to be affected
1: exactly it's just so sad and it's it's heartbreaking to say it's like beloved business like actually now suffer because of the, all of this and that horrible di um and that's what i'm going to call him he's never going to get a name the horrible <laughs> di um he's not even in the book with carol He's not even in that book.
0: Oh, he's, like, he's low. He's
1: in the bin. I've ripped the page out with his name on. He's in the bin.
0: <laughs> he might worst. find it
2: then.
1: <laughs> true, true. Along with some um, notes about how I'm running away. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: Keegan deciding, listen, I'm going to give up. Tiff's like, no, listen, the business is doing great. Well, I don't know that it is, Tiff, because he's seeing it himself. Like... No one spat one sandwiches of them. No one. But Tiff's like, no, no, this business is the future. So I'm going to jeopardise my future and help. <laughs> okay, Tiff.
0: Yeah, she said that the punters won't be there tomorrow, but college will. Now, I'm thinking college are more likely not to be happy and be like, we're not going to be here for you tomorrow than the yeah. punters, because you are allowed days off. So as long as punters are aware... I'm sure they'll be fine.
1: And also, Keegan's literally just said that they've yeah. got no customers, so they don't actually have any fun us.
0: Denise is buying.
1: Oh, she is, yeah.
0: Party at Denise work. Denise getting loads. Party? There's never anyone in there.
1: Love this image that I've got in my head of her just being like, don't worry, I've got a whole party coming. And actually, it's just Denise, like, oh, <laughs> just taking a bite out of each sandwich just being like, this is the life. Sitting around, her feet up on the chairs. She's like, isn't it great when you've got no customers?
2: <laughs> like...
1: That's what I imagine from Denise. And that's how I say it. That business has no one there, which made me laugh even more. <laughs> then, then Mitch goes, Don't worry, I've got the day off. That'll <laughs>
0: help please. Mitch, you always have the day off.
1: Yeah, like, do say you have work. Like, I never see him doing hair. Um, the only time I did, right, and I swear it was very brief, it was during the Chantel competition bit.
0: Yes, and he's done Patty's hair. Yes! And that's that's it. it, though.
1: Honest to God, like they must have the worst profit margin ever.
0: <laughs> Lola's definitely never there. Oh,
1: she's never there. She's too busy running around selling her sweets and stuff, isn't she? So Mitch spends all day looking for Jack, apparently, which is odd because, for me, from the perspective of, of an episode, it literally seemed to be only about half an hour at the max. Like it was still the exact same daytime. That it was in the morning when he finally met Jack and Jack was like I've had a long day so I'm guessing he's finished around six but it's still light out Emma I'm getting confused on the time
0: no sense of time
1: oh my god what has happened with time and he says his corona killed it (laughs) I have no idea oh Mitch finally does find Jack Jack says he has had a long day I wouldn't take his word for it because it's still bright outside. So just, just bear with us. Long day, but may have only been half an hour. And Jack is sort of like, well, there's nothing I can really do. Red tape and all, can't really do anything. Ah, oh, poor Mitch. But don't worry, because Karen's got a plan. Going to use her feminine wiles. I'm only joking. She's going to she convinces Mitch that the only way forward is to get someone else to use her feminine wiles,
0: and that's Denise. So Mitch goes into work. Denise is in work, clearing Sandwiches up. Are there. No one else is. <laughs> she's clearing up, but there's no one in. Obviously, no Lola. No Lola. No,
1: no, Cherie's no. on holiday.
0: That. Yeah, she's. Mitch is she's off, off. So I don't know what she's clearing up because clearly no must one's be been at work today.
1: Must be a slow yeah for them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Mitch goes and talks to Denise and he asks Denise if she could maybe talk to jack she says she'll talk to him but she can't promise anything all mitch wants for keegan is the body cam footage so keegan can show everyone that he's innocent and have that weight lifted off his shoulders so denise asks jack if he can stop pushing things along Mm -hmm. and jack says that things are changing and denise is like not fast enough
1: that is so important that is such a poignant statement. Yes, we've made enormous progress in society, but there's still much more to do and we can't afford to be lazy or like let things just kind of toddle on at a slow pace. And she also makes this other like it was like bam bam, bam with Denise's like lines as well, wasn't it? She was throwing these lines out that were really really important and symbolic mm-hmm. like um it's different for Denise Mitch and Keegan. That is so true. Jack can't understand it because he's never come across the Mm -hmm. same situations that they have. Their life experiences will undoubtedly be different to Jack's. And Jack, it must have touched something in Jack because...
0: Yeah, I feel like it did. And I feel like it should have.
1: I think it did. It triggered that moment where I kind of finally understand. Like, we've seen him struggle to not understand Keegan's perspective on this. And I feel like this was that moment where he started to turn that corner and start to see where Keegan's coming from. So it goes and helps, doesn't he, Emma?
0: He's been doing a bit of digging. Not manually, just, you know.
1: Yeah, he's not He's not doing a bit of ground force. <laughs> <laughs> he's still out in the back garden.
0: <laughs> Jack's garden rescue. <laughs> he's actually found there's been more witness statements and someone filmed it, so Jack got the USB. So Keegan ends up watching the footage because Jack let him. He also lets tiff and Keegan's cleared because, as we know, he didn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. So Jack tells him, you can't show anyone this because no one outside of work knows that he's got it and his job would be on the line. So Keegan shares it on the Internet.
1: I mean, I do understand his perspective mm. for Keegan. For Keegan, he basically says, like, well, I'm just basically in the same position. I already knew I was innocent. I already knew I was innocent, yeah, so like, why
0: would I need... It's not new information to Keegan. Like, Keegan knows yeah. he's innocent. Yeah.
1: So he needs everyone else to know he's innocent <laughs> for this to actually make him feel better, Jack.
0: And for him, and- this is still not happening fast enough. Exactly. Because it's just like, well, yeah, I know I am, but no one else does. And if I don't tell everyone and I don't put this out there, no one's going to know for how many months that I'm still going to be in the same position as I am now and still have this weight on my shoulders.
1: Yeah. And so, even though it's a little bit impulsive and it potentially could get Jack in trouble, yeah, Keegan posts the video.
0: So Keegan's getting a lot of online interest through this. Lots of lovely comments. Lots of people in support and showing support. And Ikra drops by to congratulate him. However, Keegan didn't tell Tiff about this, so this is news to her when Ikra brings it up.
1: Mm. You know that business degree, Ikra's. Is- did they not teach us subtlety? <laughs> Secrecy. I guess not. So Keegan has to explain himself to his wife who he's basically been lying to. And Tiff doesn't doesn't take it well to share.
0: No, and never does Jack.
1: Hmm. I mean, probably justifiable there, when Jack's literally like, If you post this, I'll get in serious trouble. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Upload. (laughs) (laughs) Share. Yeah. (laughs) Look, Tiff, it's already got 500 likes. I mean, it is nice for Keegan because he spent all this time basically being called a liar, being made to feel like he's, no one believes him, no one likes him, no one agrees with him. Then he suddenly gets all of this, like, validation from, like, hundreds and hundreds of strangers and people on the square. Like, come on. Who wouldn't feel good and excited about that?
0: He goes on to say that he's not going to take it down and he's he's sorry, he is sorry for doing it, but he's not sorry because he's, he's got it out there and people know he's innocent. Keegan also does have a point here. He has, there is no proof that Jack <laughs> actually gave him it. That is true as well. Because if you think about it, if someone did have that as evidence, could they not have also shared it with Keegan? They don't know that he doesn't have Keegan's number.
1: I'm just going to say this. How could the police prosecute them for committing any sort of crime when it's proven in that piece of evidence that the police have committed a crime?
0: So Tiff was quite angry with Keegan and so was Jack, as we know. And what I noticed was that when they were talking, if they're normally talking and they close the door, suddenly you can't hear a thing, can you? Never hear a thing when you close that door. However, Keegan literally whispered to Tiff, (laughs) <laughs> Jack pops out the other end of the house to say I'm glad you think so
1: it's got like bat yarn sonar <laughs> thanks <laughs> I love what I'm glad you he'll be alright I'm glad you think so <laughs> <I'm a Pat's laughs> villain. do you remember when Louise was keep screaming into the
2: night no one, no one heard, heard a thing, thing. <laughs> 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 so Keegan
0: goes to talk to Mitch and Karen And he finds out his video has been taken down. So when he gets home, Jack's job's safe. But he thinks Jack is the reason that the video has been taken down because obviously they've had that little argument earlier in the day about how his job's at risk. Uh, It turns out Jack actually has the body cam footage now.
1: So Jack now has all the evidence that Keegan needs to prove his innocence. But I feel like for poor Keegan, this has went on for so long that he doesn't actually feel like this is ever I go- I don't think anything's ever gonna be enough now. I think he's gonna struggle with this for for a very long time. And I'm, i feel like the sense of justice that he might have he might have gained, it's not going to erase what's happened to him. And I feel like Jack finally does understand where Keegan's coming from in that final bit of their little story this week where, you know, he was expecting Keegan to almost be grateful for being proven innocent. And actually why should he be pro- be grateful for that? Isn't it innocent bef- uh, before you're proven guilty?
0: Yeah,
1: and he never had that.
0: Yeah, he was so, like tarnished with guilty straight away. Yeah, and I think for Keegan, it's never going to go away because he's had to live through this. That's never going to go out of his mind.
1: Exactly. But with this new evidence, Keegan is basically exonerated now.
0: Favorite scene of the week. This week we have two favorite scenes, both featuring the legend Kathy Beale. We have he's never had hay fever in his life. How would you know you were dead for most of it?
1: <laughs> I mean, clearly Ben doesn't forget either. I like I like someone who can remember all of
2: Kathy's storylines.
0: <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the now iconic.
2: Breakfast is important. <laughs> 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 Favourite scene of the week. Du, 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 du,
0: now it's time for this week's Slappin' Dan. And again, it's gone the same man for the same reason that it was a few weeks ago. Danny for saying hello chicken. Du.
2: Du. Dun, 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 dun,
0: dun, dun. Now it's time for this week's Hero of the Week and it's a joint one this week So oh. we couldn't decide between two people. Couldn't. So we're going to give it to Callum and Frankie for helping Ben.
1: Come on. It has to go to both of them. They were so fun this week. I love the bit where, like, Callum's just cool with her shoplifting. <laughs> um, I love Ed
0: Rice as a humour.
1: So funny, where she's just like, um, oh, yeah, I might know him. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. (laughs) No, he's only just deaf now. Like, he hasn't been deaf for? I'm joking. (laughs) 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 So good. And obviously, Callum has to also be involved in the hero because he is Ben's hero. Like, he literally helps him out in every way imaginable.
0: Now it's time for this week's ratings. And as Frankie and Callum were our heroes of the week, we're going to take some on each. So I've got Frankie, connor has got Callum, and I'm going to give this week three Frankies.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to give this week three Callums because there's a few reasons. Now, hear me out. We here at twenty run this place a bit like Eurovision. There's the public vote, and then there's also the national jury vote. <laughs> uh, our national jury vote... To, to a lot of points for things that they dislike. Such as chickens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and something else. Uh, such as Doc Martin shacking up with Ruby when his wife is still on the flipping run and was best friends with Ruby.
0: Not okay.
1: And for that reason,
0: they got three this week. <laughs> Best explanation as to why they've got. This week's episode is sponsored by Who Killed Lucy, the musical, featuring hit songs such as Who, who Killed her? her? Who,
2: who, 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 who Killed, killed her? her? who, 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 Drink Drink tellin lies,
0: tellin sweet little lies. Don't tell him, tell him, tell him lies Watch out,
2: watch out
1: Your brother is crazy
0: Ian has, has nothing, 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 nothing,
2: nothing If he doesn't have Lucy
0: I killed my
2: Like I killed
0: Lucy. Coming to a zebra crossing near you next year,
2: 2021. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night.